0: What's up, everybody? You're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And my name is Alex Worldwide Keller. And now you know, Wrestling Cheers Worldwide. Your way in the world today. Takes everything you got. Taking a break from- Welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you are a moderator of sorts. Like I said, this is the one and only Wrestling Cheers brought to you by the brand new Trending Topics Network and also NEO Sports Insiders. Please, while you're here rate review and subscribe to us on whatever you're listening to us on whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify and Podbean resting If You want to get a hold of us? You want to follow us. We're on all the major social media that you have out there such as Facebook Twitter and Instagram, Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers. Email if you so choose to desire, wrestlingcheers at gmail.com. And head on over to one and snag yourself a wrestling cheers t shirt, hoodie, onesie, and even tank top. Who am I? I am your host. My name is Heavy Set, and this is. A show, for those who don't know, where we like to talk about things going on in the Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews. And like I've talked about, this is the second of three interviews. And now we're on to this one. I'm I'm going to keep this at at, at a minimum because this week... My guest is our moderator of sorts of the AIW podcast and AIW ring announcer, local Northeast Ohio stand-up comedian, and a friend of mine from before he was a part of AIW. We have the one and only Steve Guy. This is a fun, fun interview, and it's about an hour and a half long, about an hour and 25 minutes to be exact. So I'm going to, like I said, not say as much, but there are things going on. In the going on, we um, we got some AIW shows coming up. We have first and foremost the next show, February 23rd. We've got a dilemma featuring Tennille Dashwood at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. Matches that have been announced are Tennille Dashwood versus Britt Baker. Filthy Tom Lawler vs. Dominic Greeny. The production versus No Consequences in a 10-man tag match. The AIW Absolute title will be on the line of Nick Gage versus Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. The intense title will be up for grabs Joey Janela vs. DJ Z. The AIW Tag Team titles will be defended with the new champions, Twins, PB Smooth and Hornswoggle versus Dedication Personified Brian Carson and Dr. Daniel C. Rockingham. And the last match that we had announced prior to this recording, we have MJF returning from injury versus Colt Cabana. And then other than that, and after that, we have in March, we have two shows. AIW Enter the Dragon Saturday, March 10th at 7.30, the Tadmore Shrine, 3,000... Krebs Drive, Akron, Ohio, 44319. And we'll return back to Turner's Hall for Gauntlet for the Gold 13, Friday, March 23rd, 730 Bell Type at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, 1355 West 70th Street, Cleveland, Ohio. So that's everything going on in AIW still, and we have a bunch of other shows coming up from other companies. You can find them in the show notes, such as OCW, PCW, and Mega Championship Wrestling. But that's, that's pretty much it. Let's get into the close to hour and a half long interview with Steve Guy. This, like most of these, happened prior to... To this week, and actually took place towards the beginning of January, rough, roughly about a month ago, when Steve Guy came over to my new place, and we had an interview that was less, a little bit over a week after I think I moved in, and uh, we, had, we had a good time for this conversation, so let's, uh, let's get on to that. What's going on, everybody? This is Joshua Bishop, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. And we are back here on the podcast, and we are joined by... None other than actually well, the first guest in the uh, studio-ish. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say the studio apartment line, but none other than AIW ring announcer Steve Guy. How's it going, Steve? Great.
1: Uh yeah. I don't know. This is a studio apartment. Very nice place, though. Thank you. I like the place, Justin Summers. Yeah, yeah, we just just moved in about a
0: about a week. Well, from this recording, this is going to get posted sometime in February because AIW keeps me very busy with these shows right now, but yeah um I yeah, moved in about a week ago it's i love it i love being here in the, the falls
1: the, the falls yep kaga falls just came from a comedy show i did it came from the funny stomp not the horn one not the horn one uh was booked a regular feature act at, uh two shows tonight the very funny matt fulcheron if anybody ever wants to look him up <laughs> I don't uh, think I've heard him. He's That's out of LA. Funny dude. Okay. He's got his own podcast, uh, The Full Charge. I don't know why I'm plugging him, but no, mm-hmm. very funny dude. Nice dude. We did a couple shows. We did shows uh we had a Thursday night and two on Friday. Great time. Very nice guy. Pete. Pete books a lot of crazy acts. Like Pete's that. amazing. Pete wants to <laughs> uh, he wants to bring back Hornswoggle. Nice. He's your friend the short guy yep him (laughs) man he he can do 45 minutes why do you go short i'm like ah well i don't know if you're trying to make a joke there about him going (laughs) short but he's just starting out it's okay man we'll get it going i'll bring him back i'm like okay fine perfect how how was that show fantastic i'm like selling wise like oh selling wise uh we did well so funny stop sits almost 200 people I mean, if they really pack it in, they could do 200, 220. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, we had like 100 people there. Okay. So, great. Especially, in between the holidays. Especially perfect. if I say it's Thursday show, too. Thursday shows. Uh, and that's why we booked it. So, you know, this being one of the first times that he had done that, it was the first time that it was ever booked. Um, but uh, swaggle did a couple uh, dry runs beforehand and he got those after this was booked because mm-hmm. this is this was an idea that he and i kind of uh, talked about and had vi- envisioned and i knew traditionally the funny stop uh didn't run shows or ran just goofy shows during this particular week mm-hmm. i was like look man it lines up perfectly you're not gonna get any other comedy clubs to just get an offshoot thursday randomly anytime soon you know mm-hmm. uh so I'm like, thankfully, I know Pete and have a good relationship with him. The you know the owner of the Funny Stop Comedy Club in Kaga Falls, and uh, I hit him up and said, if I could bring this to you will, you, will you give me the venue for whatever amount or however the case may be? And he said, yeah, no problem. Gave me a deal on it, and uh, you know, thankfully because Aiw always runs that last Friday in December. Yeah. I was like, perfect, man. We'll do this on that Thursday, whatever the case. And we did. It worked out great. 100 people, fine. That's what you want. So especially that being his first time, it's only going to get better from there, I think. Oh, yeah. And then his... It becomes more popular, more pop- people find out that he's doing it in general. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll work great because, I mean, some of the hard part was, you know, we put that show together, I don't know, within a month, month and a half. Sounds about right. And that time frame, it's hard to do press and media as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so we couldn't get him on. I have radio contacts throughout Cleveland. The area. Yeah. And Canton, um, like Canton Akron area. Couldn't do it because they're all on vacation that week. Mm-hmm. So without doing any of that, the fact that we, you know, more than halfway filled that room, awesome. What more could you ask that first time? So we'll see. Uh hopefully we'll we'll continue doing that in places. Or at least him. I don't know that will be a part of all of them, but uh I know that he's trying to continue that on. It was good. It was funny, man. If you weren't there, you missed some funny stuff.
0: I w- I wanted to be, but it was like I worked later that day, the AIW show was the next day, and then I moved the day after that. Yeah, you were a busy guy. And also on Friday, I got a tooth pulled. So. Oh, how'd that feel? Oh, it, it was horrible. <laughs> and and I went to a show afterwards. I literally spent the last half of that show just not necessarily in pain, just total discomfort. Mm-hmm.
1: And then Nick Gage comes out and I just go crazy. I just said fuck it. Oh, that's when you are not in discomfort. Whereas when I get to that point of the night and I know what's about to come in those matches, then that's when I feel discomfort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> I got I got to keep it on. Like oh my god, so much blood. Although not not this not that past show. That was all right. That one wasn't too bad. And then you have to you have to that was move accidental it. blood at that point.
0: I was gonna say you have to move. But no, I, sometimes I have to move too. Yeah, it yes, I do. It That's, depends on. So I'll tell we everybody
1: are. before the show. Get the hell out of the way, man. I've I've stood my ground a couple times. See, I'm supposed to stand my
0: ground. Well, what was it? Uh, I think it was last year, Janela versus Candace. It was Janelle was like right beside me, and Candace was doing like a cross body. and I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get this on video. Yeah. <laughs> I was close enough to where, like, Candace's boot, like, knocked me in the chest. And you can actually see it on the video. Like, it's like, you just see oh, uh, yeah, And you see I, yeah, your crossbar. Yeah. And it just, like, it looks like I fall. Right. I think I just, like, fell back in my chair.
1: Fucking Yeah. I mean, look, people, I have to stay in that seat. You know, not to give away too many secrets, but uh, I don't, I need to be like the fans. I'm not supposed to know what's happening. No. And a lot of times I make sure that I don't so that mm-hmm. I can give you that genuine reaction so that we're all a part of it. I know that there was a moment where it was a Josh Prohibition match, and I don't remember who he was wrestling. It might have been Ray Rowe. Uh, I don't know. But somehow somebody's going through that ring announcer table, and I did not know. I had a good feeling it was happening, but I didn't really know it was happening. And I barely got out of the way, and they kind of missed the mark. Mm -hmm. And thank God I got out of the way, because Prohibition was about to fall into my lap. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit, okay good time though nonetheless or uh, there was a mo- there was only one time where i knew something was going to happen to me and as we talk about Swaggle, uh it was a huge lucha match probably some sort of tag team thing i don't know all i know is djc is he goes hey at some point i'm going to try to dive your direction don't move because i want the image of me diving over you it's like i know i can make it you'll be good i'm like all right man i'm gonna trust you so i stayed put and sure enough djz just go flying over the top of my head and i just like just sat there and i go back afterwards and so I was like oh my god that was amazing well he goes hey they do that you should get out of the way i was like well I was told to stay in case that happened. He's like, oh, well, then you did perfect. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> perfect by sitting sitting my spot. So, when did you, how did you even get
0: involved in AIW? Because that's something, even from my point of view, someone who knows a lot, it's just amazing. I, I remember when you were randomly showing up to shows with Chris Family,
1: Yeah. And I was like, oh my
0: God, Steve Guy.
1: That was the start of it, man. Uh, Chris, Turner, that was Turner Hall Day, too. Yeah, I rolled in at Turner's. Yep, absolutely. We'd go to Turner's, and then we'd uh, order Domino's Pizza as an app on his phone, leaving it, and we'd pick it up on the way home. So Chris Van Vliet, for those who don't know, uh, he's an entertainment reporter uh, for the longest time. Well, for four or five years, I think it was. He was in Cleveland, Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, ended up becoming one of my best friends Still to this day, we talk all the time. Uh, he now lives in Miami, Florida, and he was like, "Hey, there's an independent show that I do because we became friends, knew we loved wrestling." He's like, "I go to this show all the time." Like, "Yeah, dude, let's let's do it, let's roll." And um, we went to I mean, we went to multiple shows, but the one that stands out the most in terms of all of a sudden fans at this time, I think Dave the Potato was not even. A referee he was just a fan and it would be like him and laporta and he, they they would like literally he, he spent some
0: time away from being a ref okay because he was a ref when i first started but then there was this period
1: where i know that he wasn't necessarily reffing so at this he point in. he wasn't reffing okay yeah and i remember them coming up to me and they'd be like oh hey chris van vliet I'm like hey chris van vliet's friend to recognize me just as chris van vliet's friend I'm like oh you're great and then the the show that really stands out to me i was there in attendance at jay with buff bagwell Okay. Just as a fan. And, um, both nights or just one? Um, just one. We didn't go the first night because he had to work, because he always worked that later, that night shift yeah. on Channel 19. So we went to the second day uh yeah but we did the the buff bagwell deal and that was fun i got i mean i got to see the canadian destroyer with ethan page and that was sweet and i remember at that time like he and i looked at each other and i was like and we had seen ethan page before that but at that point we both agreed we're like dude this ethan page guy mm-hmm. like, he's gonna be he's something like this guy should already be bigger than what he is so it's it's kind of funny to, like watch him now and I'm like man like Thank God you're finally on TV. But, Uh, you know, from there, I started doing a podcast thanks to a local comic named Chad Zumok. There was this uh, podcast network, CLE Sound. They wanted to have a wrestling podcast. They had Glenn Moore um who had previously written for cleveland.com and they asked chad do you have any friends who are comics that also like wrestling goes oh yeah i got a friend who's a comic who loves wrestling they tap me glenn and i start going to aiw shows um thanks to his credentials and i think van vliet vouched for me and we're gonna be able to do interviews and boom, we're doing interviews for a year plus. We're just hanging out in the locker room. Yeah, And uh, I think Glenn got in there too because uh, he knew EC3. So that was our first foray into the AIW locker room because mm-hmm. EC3 was booked on a show. And uh, he got us into that locker room and was like, yeah, it's cool. These guys are okay. And he vouched for us. It was great. And then a year later, they needed a ring announcer randomly at a show because Pedro had to retire and uh mlj was supposed to be in was in a car accident his car got totaled he couldn't make it the other wrestlers that were in his car got a rental car they rolled through and this is december 2015 at this point keep the change of filthy animal scott hall is there which is mm-hmm. awesome that was, that was my bummer of a moment because I, I probably would have been we you know maybe would have interviewed scott hall but time's ticking and i live at the time i live five minutes away from the venue. I need a ring announcer and I was like, Hey man, if you guys need somebody, whatever, I'd obviously you guys know I do stand up, I don't have a problem, I'll talk in front of people. I'm assuming I can read note cards. So like, yeah, no problem. That that would be great. And then literally thirty minutes before the show starts, Thorne's like, Dude, would you mind? I'm like, nah, I don't care. Jove back, put a suit on real quick, came right back within fifteen minutes, and now I'm ring announcing. Went downstairs. Scott Hall, hey man, really wanted to meet you. My name's Steve Guy. Nice to meet you. Boom! Right back upstairs. That was it. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember you because I might have been talking
0: to uh, Glenn at the time. Like you just come over and you're like, "I'm gonna get my suit." Yeah, because it was it was official. Like you're yeah, we were like standing
1: in that corner. Yeah,
0: and you're like, "I'm going." We were standing by the concession stand. Yeah, and like, yeah, I'm out. (laughs) I think you had a bit of a rough start, but I don't know. Yeah, because I
1: there was um, I was trying to get a hold of Pedro because he wasn't there, and I had Pedro's number. But the thing was, I was like, look, I know that there's some stuff you guys want me to say ahead of time what is that mm-hmm. what all do i need to say to these people before we even start the show mm-hmm. and like that's pre-show like show kind of, warnings yeah those pre-show warnings which now that i know i'm like man this is easy peasy like what, whatever i can make whatever of it mm-hmm. and um it was so hard to figure out and pedro didn't know what's going on so it was like a delay and then I, I literally got those instructions i think right before i go out there i'm like oh okay great and even still i didn't necessarily know all of it and probably if you look it back Somewhere in the crowd is probably Joe Norris, who is, like, looking at me, like, shout out, Steve, Steve. And he's, like, giving me, like, acting like he's videotaping something so that I know to tell people to not video record the show. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm getting all these sort of It's like I was playing charades with what I needed to say to everybody. Like, "Uh, yeah, that probably was a little bit stumbling. But that doesn't show up on the tape, so who cares? Yeah. Nobody sees that on DVD. It's fine. I kind of
0: wonder if... You got the recommendation from Zumoc to, to do a podcast. Yeah. If our friend Chris Clem was still in this area. Would he have done it instead? Because if, if, I don't oh, know. For sure. You think comedy and wrestling. Yeah. That's, it, hands down would have been Chris Clem. No doubt about it. That's, uh, that's nuts. Because I don't, I don't even think I knew that that little bit of it. Yeah. Or if I did, I just totally forgot.
1: Yeah. Chris Clem was living in Chicago. Uh, Zumoc knew. Yeah immediately just threw it to me because he knew i was here
0: yeah yep
1: yeah chris club not moved to chicago I may not be the AIW ring announcer. That's not, or the moderator of sorts, or the mod.
0: yeah, the moderator of sorts. <laughs> that's another little thing that you like. And then from ring announcing, you now the moderator of sorts of uh,
1: the card is going to change. Yeah, and that's a that's a thing that I didn't know was a thing. I was mm-hmm. just saying it. Like I never wanted to tab myself as the host because I've said it on like social media and everything before. Like I was just happy and lucky to be a part of it you know i was just a to borrow matt hardy term i was a vessel of sorts (laughs) Uh, but you know like the carter's going to change wasn't it's still not really my show it's not does it need me probably not am i part of it yeah but i won't call myself the host like to me that was thorn and biggins and i was just there to you know I guess steer the Hmm. ship. Moderate? Yeah, to moderate, (laughs) sort of, but not really, because the thing is, like I have my guidelines. And no matter what, they're going to go wherever they want to go. It's just my job to eventually somehow bring them back to where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And that's why I would say like, yeah, OK, I'm a moderator. But I knew that what I said still didn't really matter. So yeah. that's why I was like, I'm a moderator of sorts. And I just kept saying that. And then at some point it was on Twitter or somebody even in the crowd caught on to it. Mm-hmm. And would say stuff to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I do say that every show. Like I never thought of it. It really wasn't supposed mm-hmm. to be a thing. And now I'm like, all right, this is a thing now, which I think is the beauty of any line of entertainment, whether it's wrestling or it's stand up or TV, like that stuff happens by accident, you know? Yeah. So like, all right, fine. If I go down in AIW history as a guy of sorts... <laughs> fine if of sorts is my thing great i'm I'm cool with that i even even think you might have said it on the the lost
0: podcast that we did with our friend chris Clem for wrestlemania i did i said it for you which i have it i have a copy of it it it, for those who don't say don't know but no one really knows i should say back in 2000 what year did we first do that 2012 Probably I uh, no 2013 because I had already started the Ohio Indian Report. It's on the Ohio. It's still on the Ohio Indian Report feed. Um, Steve, myself, and our friend Chris Klein, we did a, a WrestleMania preview. And every year since then, we've tried to do one from the Funny Stop on the stage. Oh yeah, like from said, the Funny Stop. Yeah, and we were supposed to have it videotaped. Something happened to the v- only so much yeah. got
1: recorded. It was only because the memory cards weren't then what they are now. Like, the cameras are good. Yeah. But the memory cards were different, and they couldn't handle it, and they would stop, like, every 10 minutes or something. Mm. And we did, like, an hour Or whatever it was. over an hour. We got the first 10 minutes and that was it. And I'm like, oh, okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I know we were going to do this whole thing. I think it might have been going on YouTube. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, well, this only got recorded. So we're going to... We got the audio. Yeah, we're going to put it out as a podcast. Yeah. But every year since then, we've tried one way or another. We check in, hey, Mm -hmm. can we do it? It just never added up. And then this past year, it was like, we're all going. I mean, you guys go every year. Yeah. But the key was, I was going. Right. So like, let's do a preview show. And there was a little bit of miscommunication after we recorded it. I wanted Chris to do the intro again because he got someone. Which he
1: didn't realize you wanted him to do. Yeah. I I (laughs) swear
0: I said to him on the call, because I was like, like, do the intro like you did last time. And he's like, okay. And then, like, we were down in Florida. I'm like, why didn't you post that? He's like, wait a minute. What do you mean? Yeah, So I was like, I needed the intro. I didn't know I needed to do the intro. Yep. It's like, yep, that's what we're waiting on. So it's
1: actually sitting. I think it's still my Google Drive. Man, the... got to figure out who was right and who was wrong
0: both of us i don't know everybody yeah it was a good
1: wrestlemania too great wrestlemania i know
0: it's a fun weekend but then like i went out and actually did a lot of the wrestlemania stuff because obviously my first time
1: sure but you guys i mean you guys have that little yeah we just go party at this point yeah, you go party have have like, your have your gimmicks it's you know access is fun to do once or twice and then it's like, well, all right. A lot of it's the same guys. It's it's a lot of the same memorabilia. How many times are you really going to do that? And honestly, a lot of it's for the kids. And I think that that's great. Yeah. As it probably should be. That's a huge part of the WWE audience. And that's fine. So we're like, all right, well, let's go down. And the beauty of doing these WrestleMania trips is that you're taken to a new city every year. Yeah. This is our eighth or ninth WrestleMania that we'll do this year and we're just now going to the same city you know that's which New Orleans is a city that we wanted to go back to anyway (laughs) (laughs) so you know it worked out and it's great um you know so we just we turned it into a party now last year because I was so much more part of AIW and Biggins got sick uh you know, Thor and I were at WrestleCon. It's so like I missed an entire day, but then I look back on it anyway. I'm like, it's Orlando. I'm not going to the amusement parks. When am I really going to go out and sightsee anyhow? Mm. I was fine with it and with who I was with. I was like, these guys aren't waking up until an hour before I'm done yeah. anyway. So that was fine and uh, it was good. But uh, yeah, those are, man, it's always a party. We dress up like a boy band and uh, I don't think that was ever more evident than it was this past year when we wore white denim jackets. Yeah. Which, and
0: being in Orlando, Two, the modern day boy band birthplace that's true I should say modern but still like 90s but <laughs> yeah you know insane our, our modern the backstreet era. boys they yeah. all born there yeah
1: probably new kids who knows I don't, know, I don't know
0: if they were born there but i mean i know that
1: you know the groups were yeah yeah the groups were, conceived, were conceived, yeah Lou Pearlman or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think Lou Perlman That's what yeah. What we do though?
1: He was definitely in sync. Uh, he was in sync and Backstreet Boys. I thought. I don't know. He might have been New Kids on the Block too. Who knows? R.I.P. I think. Pretty sure he's dead at this point. I think he is too. Yeah. Well, whatever. He could have been. He could have found a K.O.Q. But it's fine, man. <laughs> I was about to say, uh, what's the name of the uh, boy band? K.O.Q. Man. What's that mean? I uh, can't say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a PG podcast. <laughs> Kings Kings of Quim is what it stands for what's that what is quim yeah oh it's a slang term for genitalia of sorts of sorts i was, gonna, I was about to say worst case scenario just go google it yeah, just google it everybody pretty sure it's a british slang term somehow found its way to us uh you know it's fine look the white denim jacket worked out i got to the beauty of these outfits that we wear that we look ridiculous in is when you can wear portion of that outfit again and thankfully worldwide playing wrestle rager this year and i got to wear my white denim jacket again oh yeah i didn't realize that that was the same and one that was it man that was the boy band outfit and then that, that jacket sparked his idea of wanting me to wear all white i was like all right great i'll do it dude had to go find white denim jeans found them in a thrift store boom ready to go i was would say were they hard to find but thrift store is the one that thrift store is where it happened uh the exchange i think in lakewood perfect found it they had holes in them i was like i don't know sent a picture to worldwide it's like perfect get those okay cool ready to go dude That was great already had the usa shades that was also part of the boy band outfit i say i have a pair of those too yeah target great buy mine target were,
0: mine see mine were target mine were uh spencer's okay fair
1: enough spencer's got good stuff usually it's boob related but it's fine yeah other other novelty shit too yeah but that coffee mug with boobs on it every spencer yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i was
1: say that nine WrestleManias or eight or nine eight Nuts. or nine let's I gotta think about when we started to be honest we started in Atlanta so what was that 26 or 27 2011 I remember the year I'm better on That was 2011 so 2011 so this will be our eighth now I guess yeah, that'll be so. 27 yeah yeah so this will be our eighth one right because this is 34 coming up yeah yeah this will be our eighth WrestleMania it's a good time and then with this year too you guys got uh your seats moved which we were kind of talking about before. oh last year yeah this
0: this year i met this the orlando one yeah 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 yeah.
1: so (laughs) we bought our seats we were in the upper level and we're like well whatever it's fine get big screens at this point we've never really had a problem no complaints and then we're up there we get to our seats and it's like all caution taped off and we're like what is going on and it says like camera area and we're like there's no camera here or anything and we'll like kind of sit down and people are like oh yeah there was a camera guy like he might come back we don't know whatever and I'm like okay sure whatever that means mm-hmm. and then we're sitting there and these people sat behind us and we're like yeah Can't Canin sure told us if it's, if it's an issue go say something to somebody and they just kind of sat there and they're still like bitching and complaining and then finally like I looked at uh, Clem and one of our other buddies I'm like let's go say something right now so that if there are awesome seats that they want to switch us to we get those and not these people who are just there to complain anyway Mm -hmm. so we went and we're like hey these you know we're in these seats camera guys are maybe supposed to come back and the camera guys did come back they're like you know like you should be good but we're not sure whatever i'm like all right fine so we say some of the ushers and they're like well how many are there of you we're like uh there's six of us well we only have one grouping of six tickets still together and like it would be really loud like the pyro and stuff like are you guys okay It would be loud i'm like yeah we're at wrestlemania of course we're fine if it's loud mm-hmm. and like, okay well here you go and they give us seats there's the all the ringside seats which was probably like 10 15 rows mm-hmm. and then it was the next section back so we were staring dead at the ramp and we were in the first row of that section so we were tangling like still on the floor Mm-hmm. But that's where it was like a few rows of chairs, and then it started to go up, and that's where they moved us. And we're like, seriously? And like, well yeah, you know, we took your seats or whatever. you want to make sure that you're happy. Are you guys okay? I'm like, yeah, no, we're good. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: no, it's not a joke, right? Yeah, okay, get the fuck out of here. So like, okay? well, we can send a
1: server by if you guys don't want to go any- up to anything, and you want us to get us your food. Like, no, we're cool here. We're fine. <laughs> like, we'll go get it. No big deal. <laughs> like, we don't want to do anything that's gonna get kicked <laughs> out. No. Yeah. We're like, this is amazing. So, dude, best season we've ever had. I mean, you're 10, 15 rows from The Undertaker putting his hat down in the middle of the ring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys are fighting, you know, in front of you as they're making their way through the crowd. And like, wow, this is this is legit. This is the coolest ever. You know, you're right there. The Hardys return for the first oh time in forever. God. That was the moment of the night for me. I think it was the moment of the night for everybody. I was flipping out. Am I- like I knew it was probably going to happen.
0: Like, I left my seat during the entrances, because I had to to piss really bad. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there's three tag teams. I I think Endzone cast might have been the first ones, because I was like, all right, I want to see this entrance. Once they're done, I'm running up, I'm pissing. By the time I come down, the match should be started. So I think I'm just washing my hands, walking out, and the New Day's music hits. Yeah. And everybody's,
1: like, freaking out. You figure the new day are gonna put themselves yeah, yeah. Okay. in the match, and then they start Which, talking. That's what I to say. And props to them because they start walking mm-hmm. towards the ring after they're like, "There's another tag team, or whatever that we think should be a part of it." Yeah, and they kind of start walking towards the ring. Yeah, and you're like, "Yep." New Day's putting themselves well, in this match. as I was walking back, people were going, like, especially after they
0: had started talking, and they're like, oh, there's going to be another... Because if you go back and watch, there's a bunch of, like, delete chants that start. Oh, yeah. That was and happening then, for sure. And then they're like, oh, it's going to be the Harder Boys. It's going to be the Harder Boys. It's going to be the Harder Boys. And I'm just thinking, it's freaking WrestleMania. The... the WWE doesn't do that this this will that'll happen right. tomorrow on tomorrow raw. yeah or maybe even in a month like no they're it's not happening now
1: yeah and unless I, it's the rock that's not happening
0: right now like, <laughs> and it's like i openly said that to people i'm like it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. and then that music hit i stopped in my tracks my jaw dropped i couldn't fucking believe it you get that little drum beat going and <gasps> you
1: know, that weekend i that was the third night in a row i'd seen them uh, I think that's what threw everybody off because mm-hmm. they were what did they did. The Ring of Honor was Saturday night. Yeah, well, and they had a lighter match there. Friday night was WrestleCon Super
0: Show. They did a sh- uh, match they with did a match there. Yeah, uh, Pentagon Junior and Phoenix. Yeah, um, that was the main event of the night great match right next night after that was ring of honor main event versus the young bucks ladder Latter, match. ladder match yeah and it had hit around that weekend that they're going to wwe right but you figured okay they're going to wwe it's gonna take time blah, blah blah yeah 24 hours later they're at freaking
1: wrestlemania in a ladder match of course yeah. all things, yeah in a ladder match that's what, like that's what threw it off to me i'm like they just had a ladder match last night they're not gonna freaking going to a ladder match against a knight especially mm-hmm. on this level like n- nothing against ring of honor but ladder match at wrestlemania is more than a ladder match at ring of honor yeah supercard mm-hmm. right i mean just it just is because eh, not to say that one promotion is like better than the other in terms of talent at this point no but there's a difference between you're doing a ladder match for 10 20 000 people you're doing a ladder match for 80,000 people no there just is there's more adrenaline gets into you you know yeah i know that a lot of matches are planned out at this point but there are definitely spots called in the ring Mm -hmm. it's like maybe something hits you and you're like yeah we're gonna do this you know there could be something that's like eh we'll see how it goes but now you're in front of 80,000 people and they're all nuts about you you're like yeah like, imagine Jeff like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to go off the top, guys. I don't know if I'm going to pull out the 15-foot ladder. But then he's out there like, yeah, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go
0: well, was supposedly, like, not many people knew. I believe it. Like, even, like, the reaction from, like, Michael Cole and, um. Yeah. Oh, why can't I think of his name? It's late. Uh. Pittsburgh guy uh, Oh Corey Corey yeah, Grace? Corey Grace. Is, SJK. SJK. That's what kept coming to my mind. Yeah. No, like not SJK. But yeah, Cory Grace, like like they both went nuts. Yeah. That oh, was great. I think it was that was my like moment of two thousand. Oh, one
1: of them said that uh the WWE universe is broken or something. Yeah, yeah it was, I was cool. Like, I was like, Oh that's a sweet line. Which was hilarious because that's like that's what I said. Obviously you're sitting there and you don't know what they're saying. Yeah. And I just—I looked at Clem, I was like, dude, if I'm on the announced team, I literally just say that the WWE is broken. <laughs> yeah. And then we could listen back, like, we're driving back the next night. Uh, on Monday, we're driving back to Cleveland. And Clem's looking everything up back on Twitter. He's like, oh, my God, they got a video. He goes, Matt. He goes, you not going to believe this. Michael Cole said when Matt Hardy came out, oh, WWE Universe is broken. I'm like, get out of here. It's like, call to dude. Like, how do you not make that call, though? Of course. You have to. I love it. I mean, obviously, that stuff still gets me amped up. It's fun. Even even when you start to get a part of it and you kind of know some of the secrets, like, no, it's still fun. It's fun to be a fan. Oh, yeah. That's why I think, you know, as a ring announcer, I look at the card. One of the things I never look at is who's going to win. All mm-hmm. I care about is what's the order of the matches. And I want to be surprised by the outcomes as everybody else. Yeah. And oddly enough, I learned that from doing the podcast interviewing Lillian Garcia. Okay. Because flat out asked yeah. her. And she that. was like, well, she's like, no, because if they're going to come towards me, she's like, I I want to not know that. She's like, because I got to react naturally. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to mess it up. She's like, what if I jump too early? Whatever, blah, blah, And, you know, she's like, what if there's some sort of crazy call in the match? She's like, I don't want my acting instincts necessarily be there. She's like, I want to be confused yeah. so that everybody understands, like, I'm confused just like all of you. And it is what it is. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's good, Lillian. I like it. I
0: remember when I went to Unforgiven 2008, I was actually right by the... That little pit thing by uh, time, yeah the timekeeper well, is yeah. yeah and then um I forget what match it was the, the, uh, they were having trouble with the winner I want to say it was one of the scramble matches and like Lillian like looked at the timekeeper and she was just like who won who won like obviously she didn't know and she it now makes more sense yeah. knowing what what uh, you had said and what she had said on the, that podcast but she didn't know but yeah. she was playing it I mean even I was, I was believing like, oh yeah she does not know and mm. she was like freaking out like. What, what, who won? who
1: want, who won? There are certain things that I have to know, um, which is fine, but I'm like, all right, I want to know as little as possible. Let me, let me just roll in on this. And then if there is confusion, you let me know how long that confusion's got to keep up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like knowing
0: certain stuff about shows. Yeah. Sometimes... I don't think you should. As a fan, you should. Well, sometimes you stumble into the information. For example, there was a show early in AIW. I had a job interview on a Friday at like three o'clock in maybe around the Strongsville area. I can't remember. And I was like, well, I'm up close to Cleveland. I'm just going to drive to Turner's. I'm going to sit there, sit in the parking lot. Better than driving home and then coming back. And because I got there so early, like a lot of the, the ring crew wasn't there and all this stuff. Well, that was a pick your poison match matches between... John Thorne and Ricky Champage. Mm. Haley Hatred walked in. Oh, so you know. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, I know that. Yeah. I know that's happening. And sometimes certain information like that, it's just, you find out things like right. with the last show. A lot of people knew EC3 was there, not because we were told. Yeah. He had a cousin there. And there's fans that know when his cousin's there, EC3's there. So... Sure. They seen his cousin, they went, okay, EC3's here. So...
1: Yeah. I mean, I obviously knew, because I had to go try and try and find him vest throughout the day. <laughs> uh, the funny thing is, like, I found a vest for him. It ends up being the vest that uh, Greg Iron wore that night. Okay. And it was like this is too small for Easy Three. I'm like, this is literally the size that he told me to get. And he's like, he's not gonna fit in that. And he shows up. Oh my god, this is perfect. I'm like, I thought so. I'm like, dude, you want this to be super small, right? He's like, yeah. It's supposed to be funny. I'm like, I know. I thought so too. <laughs> like he and I talking on the, uh, like, right, hey, we're on the same wavelength. Like we have hung out. Like we mm-hmm. get this. I'm like, dude, same page. Like he's sending me pictures. Like a picture during the day of him in those curls. I'm like, this is gonna be amazing. And you're gonna have this super tiny vest uh but then greg was gonna do his thing i was like all right all right you should wear this vest too fine and thankfully there was another vest for ec3 to have but that's the the thing i loved about the last show uh the show december it's probably at this point you've we've had the ray Rowe show but um what killed me through social media is like all right you guys paid attention hornswoggle just had a comedy show Thursday night
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Akron. All the AIW people went there. On Friday, we find out that Sid's not going to be there. We post Swaggle's going to take his place or whatever. And it was like, what a great job, was like. Mm, did you not think that he was going to be a part of the yeah. show already? Like yeah. he wasn't even involved in that match, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, Swoggle's kind of a regular at AIW at this point. He makes no, especially now. If if ands or Butts about it, like he's a part of it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, come on.
0: <laughs> but whatever. I mean, even before that whole thing happened, I figured Hornswoggle was going to be there. Even I figured
1: he's going to be there in some sort of capacity, right? Yeah, even on the podcast, someone
0: uh, at Battis, he thought it was going to be Swoggle and Sid. <laughs> oh God in the tag team match
1: i mean it's kind of close i guess you had the right the right size yeah. difference right yeah well oh, that's true yeah in that tag team match yeah that's fair and he had the right idea but yeah just not sid well yeah. for more than one reason but pv instead the idea was supposed to be the uh um which people will probably have heard at this point but the justice family reunion man that's what it was supposed to be oh, which okay. it still kind of was I was actually
0: told that that was supposed to happen before the cancellation. Yeah. And I was actually pumped because I love, well, I've made the joke before about Matt Justice and Dick Justice.
1: Right. And totally
0: forgetting about Sid because I know him more as Psycho Sid. Yeah. Sid Vicious. But, but, I, but I know there yeah. was Sid Vicious and also Sid Justice. So when I heard that this was supposed to happen, I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking amazing <laughs> and then he canceled i'm like motherfucker. It's alright. Sid ec3
1: was there great e- time
0: uh, they made the best of it and putting all of the sid promo uh botch promos in there like yeah greg had one
1: uh ec3 had the other i was so happy because i asked i was like you know well, we booked sid months ago and i was like can we do a live promo so that i can say we're live, pal and Thorne's like uh, nah, i don't think he's gonna go for it yeah. I'm like, all right and then you know literally the match before or something they come to me like hey just so you know we're gonna use promos and uh three is like he goes hey because he goes we're gonna i'm gonna come in there and uh we're gonna do it you gotta ask me the question and then you're gonna do the no we're live pal I'm like we're gonna do it and he's like yeah of course i'm like okay awesome <laughs> <laughs> so literally i'm standing in the ring Greg Irons, like, okay, we looked it up because we couldn't remember the exact question. And he's like, you got to ask this. I'm like, okay, great perfect no yeah. problem that i was like i'm done for the rest of the night i just all i wanted to say is we're live
0: <laughs> yeah. at least greg too got in the uh, the other infamous botch promo of you're right half yeah.
1: you guys have half the brain that i have the brain that you, you get, do yeah. yeah
0: it's so fucked up i can't even get it yeah. um but actually what i was going back to say like about that i don't i never want to know what's going on like if i guess yeah. some, if i guess something that's fine fire like i did with Gage, yeah, like okay, cool, like I nobody told me
1: anything. Yeah, we hit I, him pretty well, man. You talking uh, about when he came out of Absolution?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because I look at it when I was when I was in school, I was in drama club, mm-hmm. and I was figured like I mean we practiced those plays. Like for a couple months and right. we already know the story coming in. Like when you buy a ticket and you come in, I know how the show is going to end. For I sure. know every basic line on top of, I mean, if people have ad libs, that's fine. But we're like, we're telling you that story line by line. And I feel, I've always felt the same thing with wrestling. It's like, don't tell me. Yeah. Cause I think of all people Glenn would be like, oh, do you want to know? I'm like, no, I don't want to know because I I want to be surprised. Like, that's what I bought my ticket for.
1: It's like going to see a movie for the first time. Yeah. Right? You don't want to know exactly what happens. You have ideas. And wrestling is probably more like the movie that just has ongoing sequels. Like a Star Wars, I guess. For a lack of a better... Can we use Avengers because... Okay, sure. <laughs> Avengers, yeah, because there's so many of those, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so you start to try to piece it together. You're like, well, I know they're probably got to get here eventually. So I think this is gonna happen in this movie, and this is gonna happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, it's gonna end with this because I know that this movie's coming out next month. Mm-hmm. And so I know to get there, we got to be here, and and that's fine. But you don't really want to know all of it, right? Like you wanna. You want to sit there and enjoy it. I think for me as a wrestling fan, like people get so caught up in it. It's like, yeah, I kind of like to know the behind the scenes stuff. I guess cool. But at the same time, why? Like, don't ruin it. Like, I'm one of those people who are like, I can know all the behind the scenes stuff, but still appreciate and enjoy what I'm watching unfold. Because being a creative guy and being involved in entertainment, you know, I know how to separate those. And I love all of that. Yeah. Not everybody's that way. Mm -hmm. You know, these people just want to be so cynical and it's like you're losing sight of why you're there. Like, are you there to be a cynic or are you there to have fun and enjoy it? yeah and those are the people man it's just like they drive me nuts I'm like all right relax I'm like don't you're not coming to a wrestling show because you want to be able to point out every single botch or this or that like just chill you oh, know by the way maybe that botch would have happened because you didn't realize but two minutes into it this guy actually got really hurt and is still finishing that match and trying to put on an amazing show for you mm-hmm. having even be more behind the scenes now i think it's become even more frustrating to me because people don't know that stuff mm-hmm. it's like you think you know all of it but there's no way that you could ever know all of it. Yeah. Like, just chill. Just sit in your seats and have fun. I think I look at it like,
0: because if we're going to use the Avengers thing, I don't want Kevin Feige to come out tomorrow and be like, listen, I know you're looking for the Soul Stone, but here it is right here. Yeah. No, I I like, like, right, cause that's like right now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I, that's what's driving me nuts. I'm like, where the fuck is the Soul Stone? Right. Like, I, have, I think I know where it's at. And then I'm wrong. So I'm like, okay on to my next guest I'll, on to f- figuring that stuff out but you know if he came up tomorrow and said it's here i'm like uh, i don't want like I, I don't need to know that information sure. i mean if i want to get swelled on something tell me and this actually did happen it was hey after uh, Shayna's match have your phone rolling that's what i was told
1: yeah so <laughs> i was like got it <laughs> what's funny about that is that Rhonda left yeah you know she left and then she still came back which was cool and it still was unknown if she was going to be a part of it at that point and then that was you know as thorn says that was a lot of that's all on Rhonda, really no yeah. that was her saying yeah hey i want to want to roll out there and uh be cool to the girl I'm like okay cool perfect and that happened i was like man I knew all that was going down. I'm on vacation. I'm like, yep, okay, let's see how this rolls.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, you weren't there. I wasn't there,
1: dude. That was... Uh, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Because that was um, a show added on later mm-hmm. because the UFC fight got added. Yeah. So, I was on vacation in the Florida Keys with my family. And I'm just sitting there on Twitter. I'm like, oh,
0: damn it. Whatever. This would have been awesome. That was the most surreal night of my life. Can you see Ronda and me Ronda there? Well, it was like Ronda was there, which I mean, I'm not a big... Uh,
1: ufc fan and all that yeah but also ari uh i don't remember his last name that's all i remember him as huge reporter whatever he was there
0: yeah i know i know he was there but i i love that noel and frank the clown were there um, i I know people don't like Frank the Clown, but like me and him hadn't necessarily run in, but it's just, we knew each other so many years back. We actually did a kind of a podcast together. And when I actually got my picture with him at WrestleMania, like he knew who I was. Oh, that's cool. He's like, are you just, and I'm like, yeah. Like, that's why I want to get this picture with you and Noel, not just yeah. Frank the Clown. And um so Tys- it was kind of, it was cool that they were there. Tyson Kidd was there. I was going to get to that part because, th- okay, <laughs> it was first I, I speak with Shayna and uh, Duke mm-hmm. And we're Not the Duke But uh, Jessman. Oh okay. Um, we're talking uh, uh, About MMA Because I know When I actually went to school With Jessica Evil Eye Okay And I was I was just like How does that work Like do you guys Is it like competition Or like I don't know How that works And they're yeah. like Oh no we like Jess Jess is pretty cool And we got in a little Conversation about them I'm Like alright cool Fine And then That night I hooked up John Thorne with Ecto Cooler. Right. And because of, I think because of that, I was let downstairs. And I mean, I didn't know this, but it was, I was let downstairs to go see Rhonda. Yeah. So I get my picture taken with her. My my only regret is I didn't get a picture with her and the other two uh, Four Horsewomen that were there. Like
1: everybody else. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
0: no, I thought mostly everybody was just her. no there I,
1: were a lot of pictures. Well, all the wrestlers did all the four horse women. I yeah, wish they all were well, the like, three. Yeah, but they all pretend like they were the fourth, yeah.
0: Oh okay, yeah, that makes sense.
1: But and then yeah, Shannon
0: and, and jasmine do come down. And next thing I know, I mean we I we I talk a little bit about Jessica I with round it, but then we're talking about Natalia. Yeah. My favorite Right. Women's wrestler.
1: Yeah. And I know And we're all this. just talking
0: about that whole thing and just like how great she is and all this stuff. Five minutes later, um, someone comes down and they're like, Tyson kid's upstairs. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, we're just talking about the t- her husband's upstairs right now. Yeah. Fucking walk upstairs and there he is. I'm like, what the fuck?
1: Yeah. So he was there because Natty loves Shayna.
0: Yeah. Well, she was the, the whole all uh, four hours.
1: Yeah. So she texted him, hey, to, you need to go to Shayna's show. And yeah. that was why he made his way there. Mm-hmm. It's a cool thing, man. Sometimes wrestling just works out. And yeah. some cool stuff happens. And it's like, all right, this is a thing. Yeah. sweet. Can't explain it. And I
0: think it was said on the the Carter's Going to Change uh, episode, talking about it. That was like the day that like every... Wrestling fan who got those pictures with Ronda were cool with all their non wrestling friends because, right, like he's you just, just, with Ronda you Rouse just Rouse met Ronda yeah. Rouse, like everybody, everybody was like, like, Oh, I'm so jealous, and I'm like wrestling man <laughs> like
1: she showed up <laughs> yeah hey man sometimes cool stuff happens in wrestling yeah sometimes it does sometimes it doesn't but it's whatever don't knock on it like every person in the world for the most part knows somebody affiliated with wrestling past or present they mm-hmm. just do like, oh, yeah. if, you, if you tell a random person like oh yeah i watch wrestling they'll immediately go like oh like uh such and such name a name you know, at this point, they know the Rock, they know Stone Cold, they know John Cena or they'll have known Hulk Hogan. They'll throw those names out there and like, "Yep. Terry H.H." Terry H.H., brother. <laughs> <laughs> I had to retire that, man. No more Terry H.H. I'm sorry. Can't this, do it. It's fun. It's great. <laughs> I can't do Terry H.H. right now because your lovely lady is sleeping and it will be too loud for this podcast. Maybe he'll make a return one other day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's Yeah, I mean, that's as much as people feel like, "Ooh, wrestling's so nerdy and blah blah." like. How many other things that people like in this universe can you toss out to someone randomly and they say something to know what you're talking about? Yeah. Right? Like, you can't. There are people who absolutely don't like and don't follow sports. Mm -hmm. And you can be like, sports? And they'll be like, oh, like uh, the NFL, football? and that's all they'll know yeah. they legitimately may not know a single person that plays or coaches in the nfl and that's it but you say wrestling they're gonna have a name mm-hmm. and that's crazy so you know listen there are nerdier things out there somebody says dungeon and dragons to me i'm like oh okay computer game that's it that's the extent that i know you know pokemon i'm like oh that okay. thing that was all the rage with the phone great that's all i know <laughs> you know I like those weird characters that are anime that's it mm-hmm. you can't do that wrestling is The only universal thing. And somebody can fight me on that, but that's accurate. It's accurate.
0: Yeah. I think, I mean, there's like other universal things, but I feel like it's not as big. Because I think like two universal sports in my opinion soccer or what you want to call football or hockey like i mean like around the yeah, world but i mean only popular. to an extent but, right but at the same time if you ask me like hockey i'd be like i might be able to tell you teams i can't tell you players right yeah off the top of my head i mean i mean i know some but i eh, like wayne gretzky but i might not even think wayne gretzky off the top of my head because sure. i'm a hockey person and if you ask me soccer uh if it ain't david beckham i, I can't tell you shit
1: I mean, I can rattle off people from both, but that's that's me. Yeah. I like the f- thing that I'm well-rounded. No. Yeah. Not everybody is. Wrestling, man, people, these guys are on Saturday Night Live. They're on talk shows or they're going across the seas and they're doing who knows what and on different shows and things there. Plus, people are fans of them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wrestling's everywhere. Even if you're in India and you're like, oh, we know the Bollywood boys. Of course you do. Well, yeah. But guess what? They're wrestling. Well, every generation has had their their big stars, even ones that you didn't mention. Andre the Giant. Oh, for sure. Like, you know what? Princess Brides. I was going to say, Princess Bride is a huge movie. Yeah so many people know andre the giant because of that and Mm -hmm. then that's another example where it's like who is this massive guy oh andre the giant he's a wrestler oh he's a wrestler so now if somebody says wrestling maybe he's the only one i know but guess what they know somebody yeah and then there's like there's piper lou albano you think one's just oh yeah they found they was in cindy Lauper's music video exactly
0: there's like every generation has had those wrestlers that have Transcended just wrestling. For sure. Jesse Ventura. Being oh, I was about to say him too. Predator and being a governor. I was about to say more. I think governor more than anything. But then again, I wasn't really young. When, yeah. Or I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how old I was. If predator. What year was Predator out?
1: Man, probably like 87,
0: 88 maybe. Kyle's like one or two. Yeah. It's so like that didn't mean as much to me. But when he ran for governor, I was much older. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. Right.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, look, Hogan, before he's probably known very well in WWF, he was Thunderlips mm-hmm. In a Rocky movie. I mean, it's Not just... even
0: everything he's done since then.
1: Right. You know, some people might know him from Suburban Commando. I don't know.
0: That was a sweet movie.
1: I'm thinking of all the other, like, Rainbow <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, uh, the Three Ninjas movie. Oh, the uh, Mountain one. That was, like, the third one, I think. High
0: Noon at Mega Mountain,
1: I think. Yeah. Yeah, people stopped watching Three Ninjas at that point.
0: I only remember Three Ninjas, Three Ninjas kicked back, and then after that, they just kept
1: coming out with... Yeah, they got weird. I think it was like almost like straight to video scenes. Yeah, it got like the Home Alones. <laughs> Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, and then they okay. just kept going I have to rewatch stuff. Three.
0: As a kid, I liked Three, but I was like, One and Two are way better. But Macaulay better.
1: Culkin's not in Three, is he? No. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I like, But weird. I'm saying as a kid, I liked One and Two. Mm-hmm. Three, I felt it wasn't that bad. But then again, when you're a kid, at least you kind of watch some shit movies. Teenage Mutant oh, Ninja Turtles sure. three, this, the one off, just one of the top ones off the top. I of
1: oh come on, the the his when they go back in history. Oh dude, that's the worst one. Sweet, it was all great. As an adult, I hate samurais and <laughs> it's a great movie, great no, flick. No shredder, that's fine. Whatever. They defeated Shredder twice. How many times did they get to beat him? Uh I listen. Think they did like Kevin Nash died in Secret of the Us. okay? <laughs> did again, it again, again, wrestling? Yeah, Kevin. I don't know. Ugh, well, but, then again, but then
0: again, at that time none of the people knew that was Kevin Nash. Right. I remember it was Kevin Nash only because they said it in WWF magazine. Yeah. And I was like, oh cool that I watched. I remember watching the credits and like seeing his name like he Kevin Nash. Oh my god. Yeah, right. yeah. People didn't know at the time. Yeah. Because you can't wear. you can't tell that's him. No, there's no way. Oh then again, if that if that movie were to today, his quad would just go out so oh, come on. No. <laughs> he wouldn't be doing that movie today so old. one story i want to get into with you uh, um we're going back to wrestlemania okay and i have to say i know the story but listeners don't i'm, I'm sad because not everybody knows who chris Clem is uh-huh good friend of ours right fantastic he's come to a couple aiw shows yeah oh for sure usually um, i get him there and if you, you if you were the select few that went to the comedy show after uh battle of the S- yeah first battle or second battle sexist what was that
1: oh yeah is that wrestling geek fest yeah wrestling geek fest that's what it was called um he did perform but he's a funny wrestling fan to me listen i pride myself on i'm like chris clem and this is gonna sound terrible to people i was like dude if you ever get terminally ill keep in mind that i've already made all of your make-a-wishes come true (laughs) like you (laughs) sat in on a podcast that i was a co-host of and you interviewed booker t which is like his favorite wrestler of all yeah. time. Like you did that, I got that happen. You know, I made that happen for you. met Scott Hall, Scott Hall, um, man, who was the other big one that he loved, and I introduced him to. I don't remember. I remember him rushing to uh the the Razor Ramon show, Scott Hall show. He did, yep. And uh, yeah. like that was the last minute decision. He's like, fine, I'm coming. Yeah, he was pumped about Booker T. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm like, yeah, I know, man. It's great. But go ahead. Ra- WrestleMania 31. WrestleMania 31. So 30s in New Orleans. 31 is Is that New York? No. You're going backwards. 29 was in New York. 29 New York, 30s New Orleans. It wasn't it was
0: not outdoor WrestleMania. 31 is that California?
1: Yes. What happened? Oh. <laughs> i love this story i
0: love this story and there's a video out there to prove Uh, it there's 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 your version of the video than my version that i i put a soundtrack behind
1: so chris Clem, despite the fact that he is a 30 something adult at this point maybe not 30 yet uh i said he loves booker t so he was always mostly a wcw guy which meant that one of his favorite wrestlers of all time aside from booker t is the stinger loves the sting hands down huge fan i mean that guy would die for sting finds out sting's gonna be and i mean doesn't care how old he is thinks that they need to strap up the stinger immediately <laughs> you know like that was chris clown <laughs> just do it whatever no, he needs to be a wwf champion well it's not the wwf it's wwe but uh, you know what i mean like ah, uh, but it doesn't matter at this point because it's like all combined and like well oh, he needs to be it man we roll into there if they make sting lose triple h i'm gonna be well, so hold mad hold on there's the other half of that of okay he loves sting he loves wcw loves sting loves wcw he the hates h- triple h let's say the number one wrestler he hates no not the number one it's not triple h is number two behind the undertaker okay <laughs> hates the undertaker Does he really hate Undertaker more than Triple H? Hates Undertaker more, but respects the Undertaker somehow. Undertaker
0: doesn't quote, and I'm using this in quotations, Barry, other. Because
1: it seems like. Hates the Undertaker as a character and a wrestler more. But Triple H is the one who always. Feels like he hates Triple H as a person. Which always
0: beats his favorite wrestler.
1: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Also hates Triple H going back to promo uh, in which Triple H essentially uses racial slurs. To refer to Booker T and then take the title away from Booker T. That was the big that was the big turning point at which he really hated Triple H. So he has Sting has this match against which might as well be the arch nemesis of Chris (laughs) Clem, which is Triple H. And like oh this match i want to be so mad about it it's going back and forth all these guys start coming out randomly he's so super happy this is going great the nwo's out there dx is out there chris clem's going crazy everybody would want to see us here great man triple h scores the win one two three clean Nah, not really clean but i mean you know i mean like yeah. clean one two three pant like nothing really happens at that point triple h wins and chris clem just sits there Elbows on his knees, his hands like over each other in fists, and just his face there, dude ready to ball his eyes out. And dead silence. So angry. So sad that he just went to WrestleMania. Sting is finally in WrestleMania. And he loses. Not only does Sting lose at WrestleMania. But loses to Triple H of all people. Yes. Furthering the hatred of Chris Clem. It's so bad. The next match starts. And Chris Clem is still sitting in that manner. Just staring at the ring blankly. Like I don't even know that he knows another match is happening at this point. And, And then he finds like. I just. I gotta go. I gotta go walk around. I'm like, what? Okay. Ten minutes go by, still no Chris Clem. I'm like, well, I gotta be. I'll check on him. I go up to, like, the main, like, the concourse where we are or whatever. And I go up. And he's just pacing back and forth. <laughs> just walking back and forth. <sighs> I'm like, oh, man, you okay? And then he just goes over. I'm like, maybe you get something to drink. Just goes over to the water fountain. I like kid you not, know, like, stands up in front of the water fountain. It's like a handicap thing, so it's super low. And just stands straight up and just lets out this huge sigh in his shoulders. Just like, <sighs> Then drinks water. And I'm like, oh my God, like, are you going to be okay, dude? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I'm like, yeah. do I hug him? Do I put him on suicide watch? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and
0: then, like I was saying, you put on your Instagram a video. Yeah. Of yeah. his reaction. It, it's exactly how you described it. Of him just sitting there and you could tell there's like a video package or something. There's like, there's music playing. Oh yeah. There's stuff going on. And he's just. He has no idea. Just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And then my edit is uh, Dido's chorus from Stan. Yeah. <laughs> because,
1: because it just... It worked. It just fits. It's- like, you got to remind him of things. You're like, like we went out the night before in California as our group. And the one thing that we do well is we make friends at these bars randomly because they love the fact that we're dressed up together. And we made friends at this one bar. She's the bartender. Dude, she's feeding us free drinks all night in San Fran or Santa Clara or wherever we were. I think we were downtown Santa Clara at that point. Or San Jose, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so we're there. We're hanging out. We're drinking for largely free. So, like, that's an amazing night, amazing time. I think collectively we spent $40 that night for four dudes. Mm-hmm awesome and then you know so there's that and then the rest of wrestlemania is pretty solid and good you know ronda rousey shows up and like all this stuff happening like clem this is an amazing weekend sting lost to triple h really dude. Oh, like come on do not see the process of all this.
0: see like the only thing i could say about like triple h when he had to win to get that moment with ron because how they
1: yeah how they booked up like oh
0: ha ha look i'm top of the world then out comes a rock sure and then there's Ronda, like i don't know if that would have worked up I just lost to Sting.
1: Yeah, I mean it could have, because The Rock but, could have just made fun of him again. Yeah. But it, I mean, it's just—I mean, he's that dude. Look, Chris Clem could have been elected president of the United States that night, and Sting could have lost to Triple H, and he would have considered the entire weekend a total loss. Like, really, dude? That would have been the case. Like, Chris Clem could have been on Who Wants to Win a Millionaire and actually won the million dollars, as opposed to a hundred grand, which is what kicked off the whole WrestleMania trip thing. And Sting lose to Triple H, and he still would have been unhappy. It's like, dude, you just won a million dollars sting lost triple h oh come on (laughs) like that's him he's like, all right man that's fine this i kind of adore you as one of my best friends for that reason no talking man i thought i was gonna have to talk him off the ledge i was like maybe these tall these high seats were a bad idea (laughs) should have got the floor seats for this one guys i'm wondering does he own that dvd or blu-ray i don't know there's a good chance not but he owns (laughs) most of the wrestlemanias if not all of them so he may have skipped that one horrible horrible but that that's one of my my fondest memories oh, it's good it's a good one and in terms of wrestling fans there's a lot of un or non-wrestling related things that have happened on these trips that are great but uh in terms of wrestling related oh yeah that's a good one that's good and he was happy that undertaker streak ended because again not an undertaker fan I was actually happy that it ended, but it wasn't being a fan thing. Well,
0: I've never been infatuated with Undertaker. Like as a kid, I liked him, but I had other ones. I like I was more Bret Hart. I was more Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah, I was a really little kid. I was terrified of him when he first debuted.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Freaked me out, man. Especially because mm-hmm. I was a Hulk Hogan fan and an Ultimate Warrior fan. Ooh, this dude's putting Ultimate Warrior in a casket, and before the internet is even really happening, you're finding out rumors that the real Ultimate Warrior died in that casket because they couldn't get him out. I never heard that one. You never heard that. Oh, man. That was because... So, one of the reasons, because he came back and he had, like, the super bleach blonde hair and everything. One of the rumors was that that was a new Ultimate Warrior Mm -hmm. because when they locked him in the casket, they really couldn't get him out in time. And he suffocated and he died. I always heard
0: he committed suicide no i mean obviously before everything was debunked but you know right before yeah, it, yeah that kind of stuff could be easily found on the internet it was though that rumor that he'd like committed suicide or something which
1: yeah one of the things was he was gone dead they tried to do that whole deal like they did a casket match at not necessarily I forget where that was that was like know, a summer slam or something or mm-hmm. superstars or whatever but i think it was maybe even that they redid the match like at a live show and he locked the warrior in there, and he ended up dying. Yeah. Like, oh, God, Ultimate Warrior's dead. Crazy, man. I do think The
0: Undertaker was one of my first wrestling figures I ever bought. Between him, Brett, and Razor. I can't remember which was first.
1: Oh, it was before that, man. I had those tall rubber figures. I had,
0: had the Hasbro's i, I had the, love that i had
1: the they're probably like a foot tall yeah the LJ mm-hmm. yeah the rubber dudes <laughs> yep yep had all those man i remember i had that mean gene Okerlund.
0: i was just it because
1: he had that that
0: uh-huh. weird the weird expression
1: <laughs> yeah his hand with like the microphone that was out like his one hand broke off because it was just like out there randomly yeah and so that wore out and broke off uh yeah had them all hogan uh jimmy hart macho man king kong bundy king kong bundy we had uh man a junkyard dog who was one of my favorites growing up i had that one too i had him uh dusty uh i i think i had hasbro dusty i'm trying to think who else. i mean whoever they made much, I mean, we had like 20 of those i think yeah and the ring the ring was huge oh the yeah it was just what it was it was probably like a legit like uh maybe almost two feet by two feet I mean, been like eighteen inches by eighteen inches. I think there was like a recall on those two. It was massive. It yeah. was awesome. And you like you the ropes were like cloth ropes. You can actually take them <laughs> off with the turnbuckles. Yeah. So that was sweet. And uh it was it was the old white canvas was actually the plastic mat. Before they switched okay. over to the blue so it was white and it had like dark blue apron on the outside
0: yeah like oh yeah this is sweet
1: oh a miss Elizabeth
0: that one I don't remember yeah that might have been a harder one to find now because I don't know if I've ever seen that one
1: uh my older brother may have it still mm-hmm. we probably don't have so Miss Elizabeth had a detachable skirt because she was wearing like a uh, a unitard underneath yeah I don't ever remember her wrestling so it was always weird to me that her skirt could come off yeah and I was like that when does she when does she ever take her clothes off like he's even as a kid i'm like oh okay whatever but uh yeah that was a thing man it's great loved it and then i got into the plastic ones the heart hasbros or whatever love the hasbros i had
0: i think i ended up having two rings and what was like i think because the first i i bought them bit by bit uh like, like i said it was like undertaker Bret Hart, razor ramon i can't remember what the other ones I had early on but then i had like a friend of the family who had a
1: Box. Yeah. Full of the figures Did and, the and one of the rings. The blue case? Blue case. There was like a blue case that you can get and to like put all the figures in. No. I have that. Th- I still have that at my
0: mom's. It was just a it was just a box with the with a ring in it, but I remember in in the box was like Jimmy Snooka, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, Hogan was one of the first ones I bought, too. The, the one with the punches. Yeah, yeah, uh, Dusty might have been in there. I know there's a bunch more. I have to, like, some of them I have to see. And I can just... If I just see, like, a Hasbro line, I'm like, I know I had that one. I know I had that one. I know I had that one. Um, I, re- <laughs> I re-
1: recently bought the Mountie. Oh, boy. See, the funny thing is, I was getting those, and I had the ring, and I started collecting... Those, but then at some point I turned, and it's because my mom has a cousin in Illinois, and he would go to WCW shows in Moline, Illinois. Mm -hmm. WWF would not tour there, but WCW did because the arena was small enough that they could fill it. Yeah. And eventually, when Nitro came come along, they would do that too. And so when I'd go visit that family, he turned me on to WCW, and I'd start watching it with him. And i become a wcw fan so then i switch over start buying all these wcw action figures and like i fell in love with sting and this is before mm. he was like the crow sting you know he's the old stinger and uh was this hogan air or pre-hogan pre-hogan wcw even
0: what were their figures like because i remember they were
1: just like hard plastic they didn't move okay it was just they were just like little mini statuettes, you know I, oh maybe i have seen those dude i have a ron simmons somewhere oh shit and he's basically like wearing sweatpants. That was his gear at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember his taxing partner. Then. Butcher Reed. I have Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, because uh, they were my fav- favorite tag team there. Uh, there's a I have a Ric Flair. I actually I probably have a Rick Fla- WWF Ric Flair and a WCW Ric Flair. Uh, but you know, Did they make a WWF Ric Flair? I think so. I, I should say of
0: back then. I mean, I have they have them now.
1: Yeah, they may. Nah, they may not. Because he wasn't there a long. Because it was like right on the yeah, he was there like '92 and '93. I'm trying to remember when I got those, but I mean, it may and not. I think that's
0: close to the tail end. I mean,
1: yeah. Close was the tail end of Hasbro before they went to Jax which uh, I hated. It was great. I mean Stinger, yeah Steiner Brothers I had mm-hmm. uh Trying think, who else was there at that point?
0: Do you remember WCW's? what I, I think I called their version of LJN, but it was the same thing of big
1: rubbery figures.
0: And that was that was the Hogan era because yeah. I, I had the Hogan one.
1: No, I didn't get those. There was Hogan, Harlem Heat. At that point, it's kind of like done collecting the figures. So like I wasn't playing with them anymore. Okay, you know, like I was that kid. Like dude, my my wrestling action figures got torn up. I yeah. Used them all the time, mm-hmm. and then I got into the video games, which to this day. I think I loved the WCW video games more. Like once they started doing them for N64, okay. that was the turning point.
0: <laughs> I was about to say, no, no, Nintendo I 64
1: have... WCW games. Then on they were those were sweet.
0: In a box right next to you, a big gray one. It's it's buried. You can't find it. I actually have a lot of my Super Nintendo games that I uh, I kept, and most of them are wrestling.
1: Super Nintendo Royal Rumble loved oh, it.
0: Royal Rumble and Raw were two of my first wrestling games. I have raw for Sega, but. Um, Super Brawl have you Mm -hmm. ever played WCW Super Brawl for Super Mm -hmm. Nintendo yeah fucking horrible
1: not good no dude something about getting that, that middle trigger stick once they switched over to N64 dude the games got good I was like oh this is fun what is it I think it was it might have been WCW NWO Revenge that I loved playing I don't know. Funny, I told this on the old podcast that he used to be on mm-hmm. is when I was on This is Awesome Wrestling Show.
0: <laughs> I remember. I know you're just going into
1: it. Yeah. We talk about video games. I created this character based off of like how I thought this is how I would be as a wrestler. and This is what I would wear. And one of my best friends at the time, his name was Kyle. and We play these wrestling games together. Mm-hmm. And we we're like, well, we need a last name for our same dudes. And we we're like, well, what about style? Because that sounds cool. And it's like Steve and Kyle. So we can't. Up with Styles, I was like, sweet. And my two step brothers, their names are Alex and Jeff. I was like, well, my guy's gonna be AJ Styles. I fucking made AJ <laughs> Styles on a video game. And then three years later, my younger brother calls me. He's like, "Hey, you uh, you ever watch this TNA thing?" I'm like, yeah, "I've watched it a couple times. Why?" He goes, "Uh, turn it on right now." I'm like, "I'm like, what's up?" He's like, "Uh, AJ Styles is wrestling." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Actually, when you're talking about on a podcast, I'm like, "All right, this is just bullshit. It's legit, man." I was like, "You mean the guy that looks like the AJ Styles that I created?" I was like, "Maybe he's wearing the same stuff." He's like, "Oh, he's wearing the same stuff, but his name is AJ Styles." I was like, "There's no way." I'm like, "Oh well, all right. That's that's a legit thing, man." I made an AJ Styles wrestling character and just so happened to look like AJ Styles from when he was in, you know, TNA. Yeah. Because then he was wearing like the shorts, Mm -hmm. you know, back then. And but I had the vest going and it was the short hair at that time. All right. Sweet. I was like, I guess I made (laughs) AJ
0: Styles. I think the closest thing I have to that was the, the wrestling name that I choose for a wrestler was Mercury. Okay. Years later, here comes Joey Jerry Mercury. Mercury, yeah. And my, I got mine from, do you remember a show, late 90s, I want to say it was, and I've, I've seen it on Netflix the past five years or so, Sports Night. Yeah. Uh, Josh
1: something was his name. I uh, forget. He I, was I, one of the anchors. He's been in tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, well- the- Black guy that was on it just recently died. Yeah. He was the guy that was uh, Benson. Everybody knows him from. He was mm-hmm. a butler. Yeah. Well, I was watching that as a kid. I think it was like maybe
0: something was on before. My dad was continuing to watch it. Like, I don't remember watching that show a lot. But then again, I don't think it lasted very long either. It didn't. Maybe a year. I loved that show though. But uh, one of the people behind the scenes uh, in the production truck or or whatever, they said that they knew every god of every Olympic sport and he was tested. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, oh, uh, Mercury, god of blah, 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 wrestling, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, I like that, and that's how that that was born for me. But then I actually thought it was cool because I always named my my wrestlers years after that as Mercury. Yeah. So when Joey Mercury became a wrestler, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll be able to have my wrestler announced as Mercury. No, that feature that wasn't well, it wasn't introduced into that feature. I'm like, really, you oh, have yeah. a guy named Joey Mercury? Right. Mercury is programmed somewhere. Can I just get that for my wrestler?
1: Yeah, but no. WCW games I always played a Chris Jericho (laughs) that's who I was dude I was a Jericho fan back then okay he's awesome the best I remember i was so pumped watching raw and there was signs in the audience that's when like the internet was just starting to come alive and you're find yeah. stuff out it was, raw is jericho i was like chris jericho's coming chris jericho's goes be on he's gonna be on monday night raw this is gonna be amazing and then next week same sign again i'm like all right somebody just really likes chris jericho and then then, then the countdown happened mm-hmm. man i flipped out this is amazing chris jericho's gonna be on raw then of course he had to come out with the rock and the rock <laughs> the rock just shoot him down i was like oh these are my two favorite wrestlers right now <laughs> i don't know what to do so of course i was ecstatic when they both made fun of stephanie mcmahon oh yeah yeah i was like okay i'm happy (laughs) they're on the same side both talking on a microphone making fun of somebody that i don't
0: like great perfect let's uh wrap this up the one thing i do want to ask you do you remember how
1: we met uh through chris Clem. that i know funny stop was it going to going to shows you came to shows at the Funny Stop, um, Chris Clems, now a defunct podcast. Pretty swell, guys. I believe you came to a pretty swell show, uh, mm-hmm. and I met you for the first time there. Do you remember? Was it was it the big one that was on Time Warner Cable? No, I would met you before that. Okay. I hosted the one that was on like Time Warner
0: Cable. Okay, because that one, that one, I remember because we were talking about like the capacity of the Funny Stop. I remember that night was
1: full. That was, and that was before you know the the funny Stop has like that bar area now uh-huh. and they didn't have that at that point like that wall didn't come out at that point which actually took away however many seats because at that point and that show was like standing room only we mm-hmm. had 250 300 people yeah. packed in there now the capacity i think is just under 200 mm-hmm. um but yeah it was before that it probably would have been did you go to the snow show where Mike, Mike Polk headlined and it was a snowstorm? It wasn't very big and everybody went over the Red Fox afterwards? Uh, was that... Uh, it was uh, been like a Martin Luther King Day show, I think. Yeah, that's where I first met Mike Polk. Okay, I think like it was actually, that night. Was it that... I think... I mean, I was there. I wasn't on that show, but I was there. And I think I met you then. Which were, is why that were you on the Halloween out. show? That was the first one I went to. No. That
0: was also like, it's funny because that was a pretty swell show. First time I, I think I went to the funny stop. First pretty small show. Halloween was like a Monday. Yeah. It wasn't there, on that there one. There wasn't many people there. Fast forward a year, a little over a year to that, the Time Warner cable show. Yeah. And that was fucking packed course that was also the busiest drinking night of the year because that was the wednesday before
1: yeah and we tied that we it was after actually i think but we tied that into the cleveland comedy festival yeah and that was a big part of why we did that why yeah, that yeah, one yeah, happened yeah, yeah. um i to say that might have been the night of Men Abbey sister yeah yeah uh yeah i think it was that snow show yeah and then we went on to make stupid videos with them it's great the with, with this, what was the show that gave for stallone yeah, that was a thing. That's a music video I'm a part of. I'll stand stand by being a proud part of that video. I think that was the Halloween show. I think maybe... I might have met you through the
0: podcast. Like, not physically met, but I might have heard you through the podcast. Yeah. Because at that time, I was listening to almost every episode because it's funny how I met Clem was because my ex oh I know yeah let's her I say best friend but they're not really that best friends was is Kristen's sister I think right or something the Kristen's sister who Kristen is yeah yeah Kristen's uh, Clem's wife, wife. Yeah. now wife and it was I think it was right around the time he won Who Wants to Be a Millionaire mm-hmm. and the Pretty Swell guys were starting up and I was getting into podcast okay and my ex was like you should really you should listen to this guy I'm like he seems to be like cool, like stuff that you'd be into yeah I'm really hesitated on listening to a new podcast sometime. It took me a while that I finally said, you know, I'm going to listen to this. And then, like, Chris and I have pretty much hit it off ever since. Yeah. And then I think it was the first show. That video was played. And then also, which not many people know, and I think I have recently posted it on, or as of now, recently posted it,
1: the... Exp- Expandables. expandables that we did yeah that was fun it's a good time man i was in a lot of stupid videos with those guys uh gay for stolen ranks up there a lot of i don't know it's got a couple thousand views on you might be able
0: to f- i know you can still find gay for stallone last time i checked but it's been a while but the expandables
1: you can find it the expandables i think it's it's you have to have the link i don't be. think you can look for it uh expandables and did you do the avengers one with us no that was before Four. Oh, was it okay? No, before me, me and Chris are being really cool. All
0: right. So I, I know I didn't. Did I go to that show? You probably went to I it. Think, just I just went think, in the video. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah I, I went to it. Yeah, the Avengers is a good time. All oh, that was a good time. Yeah, I felt real surprised that I, I remember getting a text from Kurt or Chris saying like, "Hey, do you want to be in a video?" And I'm like, "Me? I'm not even a fucking comedian." Yeah. Yeah. yeah just I just needed I, somebody. I, I run ran that into uh my friend's face. Who's a local comedian and then i found out I was like
1: oh it's because i'm fat got it <laughs> hey, still love it i was in it i'm not fat it's fine i had to die in that video <laughs> i choked on a pancake uh yeah yeah i knew you met you through that and then then i saw you at the aiw shows yeah because that's crazy what's up, man like, so, yeah just hold on and listen that's man, a great I friendship see you every month yeah i've met some cool people with chris van vliet so it works out got some interview alberto del rio meet him yeah and uh knew he was leaving wwe at that point couldn't really say much to anybody about it yeah uh yeah first time i ever met ziggler was with him everybody it's a good time met bill goldberg really yeah i went to miami and van vliet and i went to um legends of wrestling show which goldberg is like a financer for along with brian Knobs and the nasty boys okay and van vliet interviewed them and helped them promote it on tv down there and uh i mean noms and uh, one of the bushwhackers uh whichever one can actually move around was that luke maybe it was bush i don't know uh man who else was there oh i met kurt angle there that nice. was sweet that was cool so that was like he was off tna wasn't going back to wwe yet at that moment and uh he's just sitting right behind this stage just watching every match he's like i was like i just i love watching wrestling it's like ever since i got a part of it it's like i i gotta watch every single match of every show i'm ever on I'm like dude that's so cool yeah like you have no reason to have to do this i met mick foley that night
0: uh who's been your favorite person you've met my favorite person i've met one way or another uh wrestling related
1: um man i don't know i really enjoy Samoa Joe. Because that would throw off a lot of people because a lot of people look at him and he's super intimidating, which he is. Yeah. But if you can find one thing and it amuses him or he is just like okay with you, then you're in and that was me like it was fine and like we end up being cool and then uh you know like he came back next and yeah when he's back for absolution and just went over we just having hanging out having like 20 minute 30 minute conversation and stuff just hanging out with him before fans get there so like he's that guy where people you wouldn't think mm-hmm. you know like you, that's not a name thrown out there often I was like man but i don't know i like these oddball guys i can't you can't throw me on i'm gonna say him just because he's on wwe right now i can't begin the list the other people because i feel like feelings will get hurt if i don't say eddie kingston and hornswoggle right now and they hear this they're gonna be so mad like uh she's
0: say, is there anybody like from your childhood or something like that like that meant the most to you that meant the most like for me like i've always said you know i meant brett and sean
1: yeah hands down like the best so that Scott Hall day, I met him briefly. In my mind, I was like, I just want to tell Scott Hall this one story, and that's it. Mm. Because I was a huge Razor Ramone fan growing mm. up. I liked Bret Hart, but I loved Razor Ramone. And I was in fourth grade. And I had these bookmarks of WWF superstars. Huh. And I had Brett and I had Sean and I had Razor and uh, Diesel, I think. And, you know, I've lost some of these. I lost them or whatever. And then there was this girl who was like really cute in my class. And she had a crush on me. And I kind of had a crush on her. I was like, whatever. But you're in fourth grade. That's nothing. Yeah. And I got two bookmarks left. And he's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, I love WWF. Could I have one of your bookmarks? And I'm like looking at them. I'm like, oh, no. I have Brett and I have Razor. And she goes, oh. Um, can I just have one of those? I'm like, well, which one do you want? She's like, I don't care. If those are the only two left, you can pick. I was like, okay. I just hand her Bret Hart. <laughs> Immediately, I told Scott Hall his story. He's like... Yeah, you did. They had a boy and he was like so pumped, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes!" Scott all so happy with my story. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, I'm good." I was like, "Yeah, that's it." I wanted him to tell that story. I loved it. I mean, so from that standpoint, the legend guys—that I mean, I was impressed with Kurt Angle watching every single thing. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. McFoley was a nice guy. He was, yeah, you know, he was McFoley. Uh, yeah. I think it's interacted a ton. Kurt Angle, like, he was sitting there, and you know, he wanted you to talk wrestling with him. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um Especially when, at that time, I think I was, yeah, I was affiliated with AIW, so, like, I was kind of able to talk to him about that, and he, mm. you know, so he loved that, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So, I don't know, but that's Scott Hall's story. That's one I'll get to take. Yeah. i am like, yeah, told him about how I loved Razor Ramon. So, that'll, uh, maybe Animal from Legion of Doom. Okay. And the Road Warriors. When Huge was Huge Road Warrior fan. He was at the WrestleCon Hotel. Oh, okay, I have a secondary WrestleCon <laughs> <laughs> story. Okay. He was at the WrestleCon Hotel. And I am friends with his daughter-in-law's sister. So his son, uh, James Lerninus, who played for the, uh, Rams and played linebacker at Ohio state. I'm friends with his sister-in-law. Okay. So, uh, I see Animal at the hotel and I'm like, oh my gosh, I always loved the Road Warriors and Legion of Doom. The That was by far my favorite tag team growing up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta talk to him. I'm like, Whoa, what do I, I'm like, what do I say to him? And I'm like, I got it. I'll tell him that I know his daughter-in-law's sister because she's talked about, like, she knew I was a wrestling <laughs> fan. Yeah. She knew. So I was like, hey, um, I know you're, uh daughter-in-law's sister or whatever he's like oh you know little jen and i was like yeah i sure do i'm like that's hilarious because that's what we call her because she's super small and her name's jen we just call her little jen and he's like oh man that girl's hilarious i'm like yeah she's really funny just goes into it with me and next thing i know i'm having a 45 minute conversation with animal he's telling me about his son's contract negotiations I'm i'm like okay wow i knew that the rams were going to la before it was announced because of animal a random ass thing this turned into like this is hilarious but okay great and he goes to his wife at times, like charlie he knows little jen and she's like oh she's hilarious I'm like now i'm part of the family I'm like good god am i about to get invited to like the nights thanksgiving is that what's happening here <laughs> it was amazing i was like okay this is cool and, uh, then that same weekend we're staying at the wrestlecon hotel and then i'm walking through walking back to my hotel room and then here's this massive muscular figure with a ball cap on Sunglasses, and he's just eating an apple, and he's got that little goatee strip that's black. And I'm like, "Oh my god,
0: big bubble bump, bump." I'm like, "Hey
1: man, they're all waiting for you out there." oh fuck already. <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah," he goes. They ask for me. I'm like, "I mean, I heard some people where you ask where you were, but I think just in general, they're lining up." oh damn it. All right gotta go put it on. Thanks, kid. I'm like, no problem, Scott Steiner. (laughs) (laughs) Just bites into his apple. Oh, my God. All right. That's it. That's the only interaction I need with Scott Steiner ever. I love it. (laughs) Like, I don't know that there are many more. Like, is there a more Scott Steiner interaction than that? Probably, probably
0: not. Maybe if he would have told you to get his bags. Yeah, that probably would have been good.
1: <laughs> yeah, go grab my merch. Okay, no problem. Pop a And Then asking you if he, you want to work out with him. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I would have totally have worked out with Scott Steiner. He was a big reason why I switched over to WCW 2 because my mom's cousin loved Scott Steiner. Thought it was hilarious. Alright, okay. yeah, man, those are yeah, those are my people. Non non AIW booked people. Yeah, because
0: that's that's different. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you meet people in that situation, is fine. Totally different. Yeah, Eddie, that Donst, because I know... Yeah. You get along with him. Oh, yeah. They we're the beer pong champions of the world, man. <laughs> My boy, Tim Donst. J-Fest. J-Fest 2018 coming up. All right, any uh, final
0: thoughts or last minute plugs as we uh, <laughs> wrap this shit up?
1: No, I don't really know where this is airing, so follow me on Twitter, TheSteveGuy. Mm-hmm. Instagram, the guy Steve, so you can find out where and when I'm doing comedy. I have a book. I'll plug it. Memoirs of a Wingman. Totally not wrestling related. It's fine. It's comedy. It's a rom-com book.
0: Before I forget, there's actually... I'm not going to out anybody, but there are fans that actually don't think you're a wingman. What do you mean? Like, I've actually heard I'm not going to listen to his podcast
1: because why am I going to get dating advice from Steve Guy? What does that mean, though? Like, in a good way? Like, they think I get all the chicks? Or... I think in a bad I think, way, they think I can't talk to females. I think they think it's bullshit. Said I can't talk to girls? Yeah. Oh. Which I mentioned your podcast. That's another Because thing. I'm a wrestling fan? I don't know. Which is funny because then like, not to be a jerk, but look, man, I go to the wrestling shows. I see you all in the front row. Not a lot of girls sitting there with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't doubt me. <laughs> You've listened to it yeah i remember you listen you listen to it and you come to me like hey uh, i actually really like this uh wish it would have started like two years ago before i had a girlfriend I'm like oh sorry man <laughs> yeah no
0: because like you would like say all this advice and i'd be like yeah dude where was this when i was single
1: i and- took hiatus on him from the holidays but it's it's you know it's back at this point uh full swing plenty of stuff people
0: it's like uh jimmy jacobs he before he left i was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Or I should no, a little bit at the end i was I was I was single, but there was a conversation that I had with him during JLit uh 2013. that was the year that I went a date with Veda Scott mm-hmm. and we had the triple date thing of right. me and Veda uh a w fan, Jim and Heidi and some random guy that I don't even know exactly who he is. And Jimmy Jacobs, we're all basically having a conversation. Jim works at a movie theater, looks at Heidi, and he just says, what's your favorite movie? Yeah. Jimmy steps in and oh so perfectly puts, like, don't ask a question. Give somebody a statement that you want them to respond to. Yeah. And go from there. Like don't say what's your favorite movie. Say, you know, one of my one of my favorite movies is this. And that's going to lead into a conversation. It's a conversation and, starter. Conversation starters aren't questions. Yeah. They're statements. So I heard that and I went, son of a bitch, he's right. <laughs> Which Got into my funniest story of that night was well then I'm sitting there with Veda and I'm like, oh and, like we start talking about favorite movies. So it's kinda of like, okay, what's yours? She's like, Well, I don't really have a favorite, I just have one that I don't like. And I'm like, What movies are this? Like in my head, like what movie like you don't like Napoleon Dynamite, and no, that's one I don't like. Yeah. Uh, all these other ones. And she goes, Tommy Boy. Oh. That's and then my you're top five favorite movie I of know. all time. It's and I fight. was like, What are the odds? Okay. Oh, then I'm wearing a Veda Scott shirt too. Yeah. <laughs> That I just got uh, yesterday in the mail. Really, my and, uh, favorite favorite female wrestler hates my fa- one of my favorite movies <laughs> yeah. of all time. I'm like, how and she's like uh she kinda went into an explanation about it. How when she was younger, um, just a bad memory about it, and I'm like, give it another try. Yeah, that was like right when his uh not right when his book came out. That of the years ago. But she, had I think, got the book off somebody. And I actually got the audio book at the same time. Mm. And we I listened to what she read. And I, she, that gave her a different... Because I don't think she liked Chris Farley. And I'm like... Yeah, that's fair. How could you not like Chris Farley? And that is... So lovable, I think. That is a great movie. Came out on my ninth birthday
1: <laughs> of all movies. Why? But, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, listen. Listen to the Wingcast, Wingman Podcast. Yeah. You punks that think i can't be a wingman i i think i'm a little behind i gotta double check my phone later Sorry. Right. i, I never heard the
0: clem episode oh yeah that was a good and time. i think that was like oh that's that was the next episode it's just when certain podcasts come out because of the new the newer iphone yeah, yeah, yeah. layout it to- like i liked it when it was like this nice list by date And now it's like only it shows you just the the show tile. And I'm like, yeah, I like having this nice list. So now I have to eventually look at my show list and go, okay, where are there episodes that I need to listen to? And like, I know I'm like
1: five episodes behind on Edge and Christian (laughs) only because half their episodes are just way too long for me. Yeah, people don't realize it's funny when you get caught up in the wrestling world and, you know, people want to pigeonhole you to that. And like, all right, listen, I'm totally okay if you just want to see me as wrestling related, Yeah, but also respect and understand that there's multiple levels and elements to different things that i do you know like even from stand-up was like well oh, so you guys probably not funny because not really funny at aiw i'm like that's eh, not my job to be funny there yeah when i'm telling really stupid cheesy jokes keep in mind i know that those are stupid and cheesy jokes yeah like what was it for me and it's for me to kill 20 seconds yeah because i need to because something's happening here like eh, that's fine you know, it's a, just to get some sort of reaction out of you. Not necessarily to make you, like, you know, bust open stitches from laughing. It's, like, it's not people trying to get, you know, uh, yeah. tickets for you. Right. To go see you live. Like, oh, that yeah.
0: was a funny joke. Let me
1: yeah. go buy a so ticket even, now. Like, people who know that I do stand-up he'll tell us a joke. Like, eh, no, I'm Does, not going to do my set at a wrestling show. It <laughs> doesn't work that way. I, think, <laughs> I even think I've
0: heard many comedians, like, even you know professional comedians like yeah it don't work like that you can't be like oh your comedian tell me a joke
1: no yeah no. it definitely doesn't work like that like that's
0: sometimes there's setups there's this there's that
1: yeah that's i have done a joke before where I'm, where I'm like that's one of the only things only professions where people ask you that question like you don't go to an accountant and be like oh crunch me some numbers right now you know what i mean <laughs> yeah if you don't find out somebody like writes books like oh write me a novel like no like that doesn't happen right mm-hmm. then you wouldn't even go up to a wrestler and be like, Well, give me a match right now. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? It I'm like, like, me. In my mind I'm like, this is this must be what strippers feel like. You know? Like that's the only other profession I could think of. If You found out a girl's a stripper, you're like, Oh, so could you take your clothes off right now? Yeah. Somebody will ask that question. That's it. Comedians and strippers. Oh, there you go. We're one and the same. That is true.
0: <laughs> All right. So we went over your you have your plugs. <laughs> the your show, which even too with your podcast, like you never really blend in. I think your wrestling side, no, like it's pretty much. There are many sides to me, yeah, 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 and keep also pretty the, separate. The same thing with um, the Cars are going to change. You never really mention your comedy. I don't even know if anybody's. I mean, if maybe you get asked about, it, you'll talk about, it, but it's never like, yeah, I'm doing this show on this day.
1: Yeah, we mentioned the Swaddle show because well, that was going to be a thing, and he was going to be on it. But that's yeah, that's really it. I don't really. I push it, man. My fans can come see me for whatever, and I don't think there's anything wrong with having different fan bases. If they overlap, awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Obviously, that's an ideal world. That's what happens. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like to be multifaceted. It keeps me busy. <laughs> it's fun.
0: All right. Anything else before we go? So we said that's going to wrap this up like
1: no. a bunch of times. Thanks for having me on, Justin Summers. I'm glad we finally got to do this. Definitely. I told you like four or five months ago I'd come do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just can't get shows after, or no, I can't record before AW shows because you're too busy and it's a busy day. Yeah, yeah, it's just so they don't let you uh, bring podcast equipment into those uh, secret booking meetings. So no, so yeah, which is fine. All right, Crazy Horse won't allow it. (laughs) All right, thanks, Steve.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Meet me, space monkey. You listen. (laughs) Wrestling. Cheers. All right, there you have it, my very long and extended conversation with Steve Guy. And uh, yeah, let's just uh, wrap up the show there. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Wrestling Cheers on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, and Podbean WrestlingCheers.podbean.com. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, facebook.com slash wrestlingcheers, twitter.com slash wrestlingcheers, and instagram.com slash wrestlingcheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And we got merch over at whatamaneuver.net. Please head on over there and help support the show. Check out all our friends on the Trending Topics Network, such as All Beer Inside, What's on Fight, Eurovision Showcase, Legends on Siren Radio, Old School at the Movies, Trending Topics Network at the Movies, View from the Fourth Row, and Chill, the 450 Podcast, and much more. Check out all our friends that we have, such as Macho Men Radio, Chris Clems Cast. That you heard our friend mention on this show. Wingcast, a Wingman podcast with our guest, Steve Guy. Let the hate flow through you with Jeremy Shear and L. Hardano Diablo, who will be on next week. Pod Van Dam, The Road Home from Wrestling, weekly wrestling podcast, the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moyboy Boy Designs. Check out Thrift Store Jobber on eBay, Instagram, Etsy, Twitter. And anything else that I'm missing. Also check out our friends at Rebel Life Media and NEO Sports Insiders. We got a lot coming up, so we hope you come back next week when I sit down with El Jordano Diablo from Let the Hate Flow Through You. That's... A fun episode it's very possible that he can come on again sometime in the future and we have an even more in-depth conversation because we're pretty good at bullshitting so thank you very much for listening to wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name even if you're a king of quim later
1: making your way in the world today, takes everything you got Enough break all your worries. Sure would help
0: a lot. Would you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go
1: away.